0: la If you want to see how non technological I am, this little gadget won't work without its batteries. <laughs> I thought it was worth it for me, and I saw one or two people winking, so I said, This is a good time to just stand up for one second. <laughs> this next slide. a very quick rundown on just some of what happens when an unbaptized person encounters Christ for the first time because Christ in that moment is coming in the fullness of his passion and death and resurrection the crucifix is a great reminder literally why all this happens in baptism is only because of what Christ did and how he paid for it and Saint Paul really got it when he said In Galatians I live no longer I Christ lives in me and all the different these are only some of the effects but we're taken into the church and there's a transformation that just the arrows are to just say there's a participation that will just be a part of this because it's who we are now but we become a holy people together so even as we're all sinners in Christ we can say we are holy as Paul says I'm not the one living thank God and there are holy ones in our family and that's a lovely thing I mean how many people do you know that really you wouldn't be here if it wasn't for their holiness original sin is removed faith hope and charity are given to us as virtues they're literally implanted within you it's up to us to help them grow but it's given by God and this is the most amazing thing we become a temple of God did you think to yourself when you woke up this morning I am a walking tabernacle I know you didn't (laughs) even if you looked in the mirror you didn't maybe more so but it's, it's really true what an amazing thing why would the Father, Son and Holy Spirit it's pretty hard to grasp he's God and we're creatures this image helped me always sometimes we're beset by insects that look like ladybugs but they're not you know those little critters and if you step on them they smell or that or a ladybug picture that insect anyway consider yourself about like that with certain capacities that insect has it'll try to get away if you can if it knows you're around but then you looking at it say to yourself I'm going to take over and I'll become one of those most I, I only use an example like that because I'm trying to stretch myself and you and say what is it that God would become man as Jesus did and what is it that he would want to live with us and then to top it off he would want to give us a share in his life that's why I'm talking about being a tabernacle because I'm saying to you this is no ordinary thing that we're baptized. Almighty God, the Creator, so beyond who we are that I cannot describe it to you in words, He literally is giving us and did His very life. That's why when Dr. Eleanor Stump was talking to you and we talk about capital sins, grave and serious sin the more you realize God's life is shared with you and it can even increase and it will every time you're at the Eucharist every time as we did pray Liturgy of the Hours each time you just open your heart, Holy Spirit help me be more of a vessel it will continue to happen because first paragraph in the Catechism it says God the Father draws close to us that's all he wants it's hard to believe but the more your day is permeated by this reality the more you're going to find yourself quite different different in your outlook it'll all be changed so there it is we share in the divine life and we can see why it's pretty easy to say yes we are a divine a new creation we're part of a body. The body is really immense. Those in the body are living, dead. And the body I'm talking about has one head, which is who? Jesus Christ, right? And the body is made up of all of us. All over the world, beyond this world, because they have passed into the life of eternity. Something that wasn't right on that slide about baptism is this amazing fact, which is At conception life comes and at that moment there is life in that womb that life will end when at death right when that person is laid to rest so that's human life and we all have it and the unbaptized have it what we really don't think about too much is and we it would help us so much and we would live differently is that at baptism this new life the divine life can't be anything but everlasting the only way we would be devoid completely of sharing in the life of the trinity is if we ourselves send it away send God away turn our backs with him any way you want to put it the divine life in us makes us like God And when we get to the gates of heaven, he's gonna recognize himself. And you will be entering in. And some of us will make our way to purgatory and be so happy that we got there because the only way out is heaven. And so we pray for those in purgatory, but we don't aim to get to purgatory. It's not a good idea. (laughs) You know, we gotta aim to get to heaven. And then, you know, we might fall short a little bit, but we will be so happy with everybody there That we know well first of all we're going to be happy but we'll have a little sorrow because we're going to realize our sins in a way that we never did before this reality of God is really God is one of the things I said if there's anything I do today it's to help you remember and understand that you are a child of that God who loves you totally who is filled with mercy for you and who will always be there for you And that reality is who you are you are a child of God and a member of this wonderful association with all the other children of God wouldn't that make you want other people to be able to be a part of this family I mean the more you take on Jesus who came to you in baptism in that special way the more you do that you won't be able to be apart from the thought that you have to know and beg God that he'll help you be a vehicle to help bring other people to him. And I'll tell you, there are people that you will get to heaven, please God, who will welcome you one day. And you know the people who are the reason why you're gonna get there, by God's grace. You know, have you ever seen the banners of the publicity Archbishop has that lovely slogan, getting you to heaven? He sees it as his primary mission. This slide just reminds us that if all of what I'm saying, that we're really temples, tabernacles of God, if it's real and it happened in baptism, we're going to see that we're going to be able to participate. I understand as lay formation went along, how many of you have thought, oh my gosh, I have no idea what I'm going to do when this is all over. Or I don't think I'm adequate to this. And the Lord just says to you, foolish one you're not you're not but are you alone that's the big thing are you all by yourself Jesus says I will be with you always till the end of time that wasn't for the 12 they died they're in heaven and they're fine but that promise as I read in St. John was for every single person I have just this one image of baptism that I'd like to um, share I'm born in Detroit, so it's always cars. Um, I have this image of like an immense lot, really big, maybe as big as the biggest state in the union, which is what, Texas? Alaska? Anyway, that whole state is just totally cars, lined up, brand new, and the message goes out, they're free, have one, it's yours, you can just take it. And you say, you've got to be kidding. No, no, it's really true. So there's the great onslaught, you know, everybody going to try to get these cars. But there's a lot of people that never even heard the announcement. And I'm thinking to myself, it's a lot like baptism. There's a lot of people that have no idea that God is saying, I love you. I'm calling you to me, to my son, to eternity, to happiness no idea so people go and get all these cars those that are the lucky ones but then there's this danger and the danger is if the person takes the car and thinks wow this is pretty great but they invest no money in it no maintenance and they actually don't give it any gas it's useless some park it in the garage put the keys in the kitchen and they never take it out of the garage and I say that's a lot like what happens with baptism there are people baptized and that's it it's in the garage the keys are in the kitchen and it's just sitting there but does it mean there's not a real car there so obviously my analogy I think I'm hoping you're getting it but the main thing to me is to say well my goodness this transformation that this slide is just depicting here is going to lead to participation if you do indeed get the keys and go to the car and get out of the garage but open the door first only just as simple as that but simple but you say but really how often do you think about your baptism I met the most wonderful priest he changed my life literally Monsignor Roland he's now with the Lord he gave this idea to me he said you know what every morning when I wake up I look at my baptismal certificate I thought you're kidding he framed it He put it above his bed. I said, that is a marvelous idea. And every day that he gets up or got up in his life, he looked at that baptismal certificate and he said, thank you, Lord. My life is different because I'm baptized. It's a great thought. And it would be a great thing to do for your grandkids or for your children or for your friends, anybody that you know, if you think about it. But first you have to help them to understand, Why is it so important that you'd want to have it framed above your bed? Because your day couldn't be like someone's who isn't baptized. Because the options for you, the possibilities are so immense. So this participation, take the car and do something with it, is just a a rather crude analogy to try to say all that I've said to you It's like, if this is just a bunch of information, it's useless. The only hope is if you keep thinking and praying, Holy Spirit, help me grasp that you are God, that I am not, that I don't need to do everything on my own, that you just want to work with me, you love me, and help me grasp this. And so, as disciples, we've been transformed. We know who we were transformed by, and we know when it happened now. It happened in baptism. But then the beauty is that this is not, and you've already told me the answer, so you're ready for this. We're transformed by Christ, but it's in the sacraments of the church. And that's what makes us indeed a privileged people, not because we're better than other people at all. There are so many good people that don't have the aids, the help that we have. How important is it? It's for this participation. And the participation then, we have an eye on those people that are not baptized. This amazing image really picks up what St. Paul says. We know that we've been baptized into the passion of Christ. But it sounds just like words until you realize that in this day, in the simple way, you might be sharing in the passion of Christ. You just might be. It could be the anguish in your heart for somebody you love, just like God the Father has anguish in his heart. The beauty of this image shows the wonder of what we said at the very beginning, which is that God the Father desired the salvation of everyone. And the price paid is right before our eyes and the fact that this is what Jesus did shows us not only how much he loved the Father but how much he loved us and it's real and your relationship with him is real but how can you help your awareness and your consciousness get higher so that it makes a difference in your day, you know? because it can't be just when I'm talking to you or Father Wick is talking to you It's got to be, what am I going to do? Well, one of the great ways is what we've spoken about in terms of the sacraments. Because you say, why is reconciliation so wonderful? Not only does it cleanse us, it empowers us to fight temptation. It really strengthens us against sin. We're going to be less inclined to go that route. We're going to say, that's ridiculous. It doesn't fit. We're going to even get shrewd and know when the devil is really just trying to detour us. Something looks kind of interesting, or we don't want to make people feel uncomfortable. But yet, we will begin to understand. But for St. Paul's statement, I am buried with Christ, I've died with him. I want you to just realize how much this day, any day, can really bear it can bear within it the potential of your sharing in the passion. You're definitely there in this image because we wouldn't be here today and we'd have little hope of heaven apart from this. Even people that are saved by God without baptism because they live lives where they would have been baptized if they knew about it, people like that who will get to heaven those people are here too because it's for everybody. God the Father didn't say, go, do my will for this select few. Very important that we remember it. St. Paul had this wonderful line. Do you remember him saying, I make up in my own flesh, that's Paul talking. I make up in my own flesh what is lacking or wanting in the sacrifice of Christ. And you say, wait a minute, There was nothing missing. I mean, it was a perfect sacrifice, wasn't it? Yes, it was. But what he's saying is that when Jesus said, go and make disciples of all nations, it was known by God that every single one of us, by our own free will, has to work our way to heaven, but not without help. But getting ourselves to heaven is going to mean living as Jesus did and so entering into suffering with love for the salvation of our own soul and others absolutely essential it's part of the path but it's never alone and that's what this picture really shows so now here we are we share in the mission and we do it in two ways <coughs> we're sharing in the mission the mission This is the the point where I know I'm going to really surprise you. I'm looking at my time till 10.05, which is just about right now. So we'll make a pause at this point and we'll consider next how we participate in the mission as disciples who really know that God is God. Okay, we'll take a break.